You're listening to Soul Roadmap, episode number nine. Welcome to Soul Roadmap Podcast. Each week, you'll hear strategies and inspiration to take action and live life better. Hi, I'm Dina Cataldo, lawyer, coach, and entrepreneur. This podcast is your roadmap to creating more success in your life, business, and relationships. Let's get started. If you've ever wondered how superwomen are forged, you're about to find out. When I first met Kristen Arellis at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego this year, I knew she was a woman on a mission. It shows in this candid interview. Have you ever told yourself that you're not living your dream because of any of these reasons? I have a full-time job. I don't have any money. I have kids. I don't know how to fill in the blank. My family's holding me back. I'm too young or I'm too old. Well, Kristen crushes these excuses and tells it like it is. At only 24 years old, Kristen digs deep and shares her personal journey, goals, and struggles as a full-time mom running multiple businesses and aiming to be debt-free with her husband, who's equally ambitious. Think you don't have anything to learn here? Kristen shares her secrets to keeping her household running as a full-time mom, wife, and entrepreneur with multiple businesses. How she realized that she was just flirting with her business instead of dating it, and what she did to change. Her tips for moms starting a new business. Her mission to help fellow entrepreneurial moms. And even if you're not a mom or don't want to run a business, this episode has something for you. She talks about her journey to becoming debt-free, how she wants to be the role model that she never had growing up, and how her faith impacts her business and her life. Before I tell you more about Kristen, there's two things I want to talk to you about. First, I want to give a big shout out to Tahoe Lawyer, who left this review for Soul Roadmap on iTunes. Dina's passion for this podcast is truly inspiring. Each episode enriches my life greatly. I am hooked. Thank you, Tahoe Lawyer, for taking the time to leave a review. It really helps Soul Roadmap in the rankings, which will help spread the word about this podcast. If you have a moment, I'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe, rate, and review Soul Roadmap on iTunes. I may even give you a shout out here on the podcast. It would really mean a lot to me. Second, I want to tell you about some short and sweet meditations for you to try on for size. Ever told yourself that meditating is too hard or you don't have time? Maybe you've tried meditation, but you didn't feel it was for you. I'm such a proponent of meditation that I wanted to give you a buffet of meditations to choose from so you can see what's out there and whether or not it's a good fit for you. And I made them between five and 10 minutes long so you can fit them into your morning or evening easily. Meditation has helped me develop awareness I didn't know I lacked, and the more aware we are of what we're doing in our life, the more power we have to change it. You can get the link to these meditations in the show notes along with everything else we mention in this podcast at dinacataldo.com forward slash episode nine. Now on to our guest. Kristen Arellis is a business consultant who teaches mom entrepreneurs how to maximize their earning potential in their businesses and optimize their time. She believes that you can turn your passion into profits without your business taking over your life. I'm going to let her tell you more about herself and dive right into the interview. Hi, how are you doing tonight, Kristen? I am doing good. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I met you at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego earlier this year, and you were the first person I met. 
you were immediately kind to me and helped me find my way. And I just thought the world of you from that moment on. So everything from here is gravy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't realize I was the first person that you met. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I was wandering around and I was like, huh, I wonder where, you know, whatever it was I was looking for was. And I, and I saw you and I was like, Hey, how are you? And, and you helped me out. And uh, so it was, it was great. And I wanted to thank you for that. That was very kind of you. No problem. No, thanks. So the reason I wanted to talk to you is because when I first met you, it was clear to me that you were on a mission. Like you knew that you wanted to create a life that included entrepreneurship, that included connecting with people. And you wanted to, you, you were willing to work hard to do it. And I just asked you your age and you said you were 24. I hope you don't mind that I just shared that with everybody. But I just, I thought, wow, 24 years old, you're driven. You have two beautiful little children. You're married. And I'm going to ask you to get into the details of all that in a minute. But I just thought, wow. So can you introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. I, yes, I am 24. I got married when I was 20. My husband and I, we are both in the military. That's how we met. And then shortly thereafter, we had kids, moved cross country. And in that journey, I decided that I wanted to go for my dreams and my passions. And that's what opened the door to entrepreneurship for me. What were your dreams and passions that you really wanted to follow? To be honest, I wanted to be an example for my mom. And I know that sounds so funny and so weird, but my dad passed away unexpectedly three years ago. And my mom lived her entire life raising their kids, taking care of him. And when he passed, she was in shock. She didn't know how to move forward. And I know we've had conversations. She wanted to be an entrepreneur. She wanted to start her own catering business and it didn't happen. She's happy she raised us. We became amazing children for her, but she kind of lost who she was. And I kind of wanted to take that place to show her like having kids didn't change where she wanted to be. And so when I started my journey, it was more so to like kind of bring my mom and hold hands with her because I'm like young and spunky and have that energy to move forward where I wanted to help her kind of start her life now. That's amazing that you wanted to be a model, but I mean, you're not just a model for her. You're a model for anyone who wants to better themselves. I was totally taken aback by a recent Facebook live that I saw you do. (laughs) And I was talking to you right before we started about this, but I just, I honored the commitment that you had like you were in it. And anyone who watches that Facebook Live and has children, I think you immediately will resonate with them because you kept it together. I mean, I don't know what was going on in the inside, but when you had you know, two little ones at your hip wanting to be on mommy and wanting your attention while you were trying to you know, forward a message to people that that you wanted to connect with on Facebook, I was in awe. Can you kind of explain, you know, give a little bit of background as far as why you do these Facebook lives? 
to be honest, I needed to be more com committed to myself and my journey. I realized that I was flirting with my business. I wasn't actually dating it. And, and when I came to that realization, well, first, what I would say is, what I mean by that is I realized that I was kind of getting work in when I could. And I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted and that I need to hit my goals that me and my husband have set for our family. But I realized I needed to do more. And with that, I realized I needed to be more consistent in showing up for my audience. And I am actually on a 30-day journey right now of going live Monday through Friday at the same time every day, regardless of what's going on. So the live video that you actually saw was me staying committed to that goal that I set for myself that, hey, your kids aren't taking a nap right now because I tried to schedule it when they were napping and it just didn't happen that day. And I said, should I just get on later or should I just move forward and, and go live? And I made the decision in that moment, I'm going to go live and we're going to see what happens. And I tried to like bribe them with, my kids love fruits and vegetables. So I tried to bribe them with like this fruits and vegetable platter, didn't work. And they started showing up. They wanted me to hand them different things in a video. And I just realized at the end of my video, I was like frazzled. I was like, oh my gosh, that was like the worst thing ever. I wanted to delete it. But within the first hour, I got so much engagement and love from that post that I realized that people need to see this side. They need to see the transparent side of building a business with kids. And that it it's not all pretty and glamorous that you struggle and you have to do stuff like this, but you can't let that stop you from reaching your goals. Thank you so much for saying that because we only see what we choose not to delete. Like everything's <laughs> edited. Everything's you know got a filter on it. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. You name it. And... Facebook Lives, even now you've got really great professional ones out there. And it's easy for us you know, as entrepreneurs to look at our own things and judge our own creations, whatever we decide to put out there in front of people as less than. So I'm so happy you didn't delete that because <laughs> that was, I saw that and I was like, wow, she has commitment. And that's really something that as an entrepreneur, you have to have because not everybody is going to be engaging with your posts. Not everyone is going to show up to your Facebook lives. Sometimes you're going to show up and you're not going to talk to anybody. They're going to see it much later, if ever. So you really have to have that commitment. What was it? You said that you weren't seeing the results that you wanted in your business. What kind of results are you looking for? What, what do you want to further in your business? The results that I'm looking for actually is monetary right now. My husband and I, we're both 24 and we have a goal to pay off $100,000 in consumer debt in the next 24 months. We are doing Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University and that was our goal. But breaking that goal down into what we need to pay off every month wasn't happening. And I wanted to help contribute to our financial success and the goals that we have in our family. And at that moment, or right now, my business wasn't bringing in what I needed it to bring in. And that's what made me decide something needs to change. And I just need to go for it. And I'm, I can be honest and say, I'm terrified. I don't know where this is leading me, but I need to hit that goal with him. Is that something that you and your husband, is it Halen? Yes. Is that a goal that you and Halen, have you gone through Financial Peace University together and kind of created this goal to reach? Absolutely. We decided we're kind of the, the better offs of both of our families. We come from 
families with a lot of kids. I have nine siblings. He has seven. And so our moms raised a, a bunch of kids combined. And we decided we needed to be the example for our younger siblings not to go into debt and to start raising them or helping them raise themselves a little bit better because we're kind of the older part of our siblings. My youngest sibling is five. So with that, we decided we needed to be that example for them and help them see that being in debt is not the way. What made you decide that you wanted to be that model? I didn't have one. And I struggled when I left my mom's household, went off to college. And I was just, uh, when I was in college, I was a full-time student with 20 credit hours, working three part-time jobs, fitting them in and barely getting any sleep. That led me into joining the military. I don't know if you knew that, but I was in the military, technically still am, should be processing out pretty soon. And through all of that, I had to go through what I think is a hard journey of constantly working and in this cycle of not getting where I need to be because I didn't know how to manage finances and my family didn't know how to manage finances. And I realized that that cycle needed to be changed and I needed to be that person. It is interesting how there is a cycle, like how we are brought up impacts how we are in the world. And it's amazing to me that you recognize that at 24, because I didn't recognize <laughs> that until much later. <laughs> so, so part of the reason I am so happy to have you on the show is to be that role model for maybe people who haven't seen that yet. Maybe they have been in the grind for far too long and haven't had a chance to look up and take a look around and see exactly how their life has been impacted by people who have modeled maybe something poorly in their life and that they've mm -hmm. internalized. One of the things that I was so excited about when I saw that video was not only that you had this commitment to showing up for your business, for yourself, for your kids because you're a role model for them, but also the amount of gratitude that you had and the expression of faith. It's very clear to me that a faith, and I don't know a lot about your background, but if you're in, interested in Dave Ramsey and you're going to church, I imagine it's a Christian path. Is that accurate? Yes. And I like to speak to a lot of different paths. I haven't explored this particular area talking about religion, really. But can you tell us how your faith impacts your day-to-day -day life? My faith impacts my day-to-day -day life because my journey is like everyone I feel out there. We all have a journey. We've all had very, very hard patches and rough spots and things that should have broken us. But because I didn't break, I knew that there was something out there for me or someone they have my back to help me get through these journeys. So with me knowing that with the stuff that I've kind of been through so far, I realized that in order for me to get to where I need to be, I need to have that faith that it's going to happen. And I like to tell people that when you're moving forward in life, the hustle sucks. <laughs> it sucks like big time. So it's kind of like you have to find that balance between having a hustle, but actually also having faith. I feel like if you're hustling to work towards your goal and you're hustling to try to get things done, if you don't have faith that it's going to happen, you're not going to see the results you need. But then on the other hand, you can't just have faith alone. You have to put in some work because God does. I believe that God doesn't bless laziness. Like he needs you to put your hand in and do something. 
So that's why with us having this $100,000 goal of paying off debt in 24 months, I know that that number is something that I have to require God's help me in. Because right now with my finances, the numbers are not adding up, but I'm having that faith that that's where our success is going to be. That's where we're going to be led to. And I just need to implement that in my daily journeys. And I've been seeing these small wins of him letting me know that he has my back, that faith is a mustard seed, as they say, is leading me to where I need to be. And I just need to keep that faith strong. There was a story that you recounted in that Facebook live. I'm hoping that you'll recount it here. It was about the amount of trust that you had when you needed some income coming in and you had a choice between helping your mom with something that was really important and paying something off that you needed to pay off at a certain amount of time. Can you tell that story? Sure. You can test God in your finances. That's one of the few areas you can test him in. And I feel like the story that you're referring to is because we are trying to pay off this debt, we have goals that we need to hit. And it's kind of like me and my husband, we are having an open line of communication, asking each other like, hey, this is something that's important for me. I want to pay this or I want to do this with this money. But we also know that if we spend that money elsewhere, that's going to like kind of backtrack our goal or set it up, like take it off path just a little bit. And the story you're referring to is I had a choice. I, I had enough money to either pay the bill that I needed to pay for my business or to pay a bill for my mom. I've kind of been supporting her since my dad passed away. And we had the decision to make. And to be honest, I really, really was like, I just want to pay this bill off because we're going to get closer to our financial goal. But then I also know that my, my mom is why I do everything that I do. She's my why. She's my passion. And I decided in that moment to go ahead and, and pay her bill. And what I didn't realize until later was the exact, t- around the exact time I paid that bill for her, I had an email in my email saying, someone made a purchase for me for almost double of what I spent with her. So it was kind of like me having that faith that God had my back, that I was going to receive the money in some way. And I was going to be blessed with that money. I just didn't know it was going to be from a sale because I did not go live with something to sell that day. So it was something that kind of came through and I wasn't expecting it. The faith that you're also talking about also seems to recognize that there has to be some kind of clarity of purpose or clarity of goal. Do you find that that's been the case since you've been on this path? Absolutely. I feel like in order for you to receive what you want, you need to know the destination. You can't get somewhere if you don't even know where you're trying to go. So I feel knowing what that goal is, what that destination is, and having it is going to get me on track to get there. I just feel that if you don't know where you're going, there's absolutely no way if you know that you've arrived. Like you don't know if you if you don't set that in place first. Does that make sense? It does make sense. How did you figure this out at 24 years old is what my <laughs> my question is to you. So when did you learn that you needed to have clarity of purpose? I don't know. To be honest, I would probably say college. College was really hard for me. Like it was seriously hard as far as I went to a a high school where I was, I graduated the top percentage of my class. But what I didn't realize was when I got to college, the top percent of my high school was actually the bottom bar for college. Mm. I struggled academically in college. And that's where my faith really started growing because I actually didn't 
like really attend church until I was like 16, 17. And I got my first car and started driving myself. Both of my grandparents on my mother and father's side are very faith based. And my parents were the rebels. They were the ones that didn't go to church. They, they believed in God, but we just didn't attend as a family. But because I had my grandmother in my life, I started attending with her. And when I got my own car, I started going myself. I want to say sometime around the end of high school, the beginning of college is when I kind of noticed like you had to have a goal in order to, to get anywhere. Hmm. I seem to remember, like I always had a goal. I never really, I just thought, okay, I need to be successful. I need to keep working hard, but I don't think I recognize that as essential for success. Hmm. I think that is the important distinction is like the clarity that you seem to have on the importance of having that goal and re- to be able to reach that goal in the first place. Like, just a little distinction I, I was very impressed with. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't realize it until you just said it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the businesses that you run. Okay. I have two businesses. My first is Monetized Mama. And with this business, I help moms get their businesses off the ground and saving them time, money, and energy. So I focus on someone that already has a business, but something's not working. Something that needs to be tweaked. And we kind of figure out what that is so they can be more productive and make more money. And then my second business is Finding Her Rhythm. It's something I'm just now starting up. It's more of that personal passion project for myself. And that's the personal side of this business woman. This is a side of the woman that wants to grow her faith. She wants to get debt free and she wants to live a healthier lifestyle. So that's the side of my business where she still has a business, but she also has other goals that she want to reach. And she needs that community of people that want a similar goal that believes that God is the way God is the answer, but something where we accept the transparency and, and the deep, hard struggles of trying to find her rhythm and finding the things that she needs to do to hit or achieve these different goals. Do you feel like you've already found your rhythm or are you still working to find your rhythm? I honestly feel like I am still working to find it because every time I, I feel like every time any one of us set a rhythm or we feel like we have it in place, your kids start teething or your kid, you, you find out you're pregnant again. So like things are constantly changing, but that's the, that's the beauty in my finding her rhythm brand is, it's always going to be changing, but as long as we have a community of women that can, we can ask questions and get help from, then we'll find our way. We'll figure out what works for our family and our situation. I do like, and I've seen this a lot in the online communities, the women who support other women. This is something that may not be unique to online communities. However, Growing up, I never felt that women were as supportive of one another as they could be. When I started getting involved in online communities and different groups, I became connected with people, women especially, who were very supportive of one another. What's your experience been with women either in or out of online communities and the support that they've brought either yourself or people around you? I will have to say I've always found people that are supportive. And I want to say that because I kind of identify people that aren't supportive and I try to separate myself from them as soon as possible because it can be so draining. And I just learned this term that I am an empath. I take on the energy and the 
the hurt and the pain of others easily. Like I can't watch the news. I had to stop three years ago because it was too emotional for me. So with that, I kind of identify them early on. And so with that, I feel that everyone that I've kind of built the relationship with, we all kind of want to hold each other's hands and say, let's go together. I'm taking a step, you take a step and let's keep pushing forward. So that has personally been my experience. I know everyone doesn't have that experience, but I pray that they do one day. (laughs) And it's not just you who works incredibly hard. You were talking about Halen in one of your, I think it was a Facebook Live. I think it must have been the same Facebook Live. You were talking about Halen and he actually works his tail off too. Absolutely. (laughs) He is full-time military. We are a Navy family for him. I'm Army, he's Navy. And with him, he's working full-time Navy. He has a part-time job at the local casino that he does at night. And he's also in school part-time right now so that he can become a lawyer. I have to always remember that because I always forget. How do you forget that? I don't know. I always forget and I don't know how. (laughs) I think it's because we always talk about the military side of it. Did I forget about the life after sometimes for him? because he's so focused and dedicated with what he's currently doing. So I always have to remember, like, what was it again? But yes, we're both definitely working really hard to to hit our goals. And that's a part of why I do what I do with Monetize Mama is to increase what I, the impact I'm making. And also as a result, you know, increase my income so that I could bring him home from that second job, but still keep us on track to pay off that 100000 by next Christmas. Wow. So... How do you keep this all running? Like you have a husband who has a full-time military job. He's going to, is he going to law school right now? No, right now he's actually doing school online Okay, because we're actually up for orders right now. So we might end up moving again. (laughs) Oh, I see. Okay. So you have a husband who's going to, uh, he has a full-time job. You have a husband who also has a part-time job. He's also taking classes online and You have two kids. How old are your kids? They are one and two, 13 months apart. You have (laughs) multiple businesses. And how do you keep it all running? Do you have a routine? Do you have, I mean, I I imagine creating a routine must be difficult, but can you explain kind of how you keep things, how you keep the ball rolling? Sure. Number one, I give myself grace. That would be the first thing I would say. And then after that, I try to plan out my week on Sunday evenings. So I will look at my schedule. I use an online calendar system for people to book calls with me. And when I use that online calendar system, I, on Sunday nights, I check to see what times I have calls. And I recently changed my schedule where I only take calls one day a week. And that leaves me the other five days, Monday through um, the other four days, Monday through Friday to focus on other things. So I actually give myself theme days. So I know what I'm focusing on in my business right now. So I break those down into what am I getting done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thursday is for clients, online calls, interviews, things like that, because that's the only day I put makeup on. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. Fun fact, that's the only day I put makeup on because who has time? Wow, that's a great idea. (laughs) Yes, I schedule all my video stuff on one day so that I only have to really get dressed that day. Every other day, I kind of run my business in my pajamas. I just, who has time? (laughs) So then the other days of the week, I will focus on 
But what I kind of know what my goals are for the next 90 days. That's why we were just talking about, you know, having somewhere that you know you're going. I know my goals for the next 90 days. And I kind of broke those down into exactly what I need to do to get those goals done and organize them in the order. So throughout my week, I know exactly what I need to get done this week. And I put that, assign it a day. But what I don't do, because I have so much going on, I don't assign it a time during the day. Because I might have a kid that has a blowout diaper. Their teething is all of a sudden an issue. Or I may even have an unexpected visitor. So what I do is I just know that I need to put a dedicated amount of time in my business. Let's say on Monday, I say I want to do two hours. And then during that two hours, I get that goal or that small task that I need to accomplish done on that Monday during those two hours. And that gets me one, one step closer to my next goal. And I kind of do that for both my family and my, my business. Wow. That's wonderful. Can you give us an idea of like, for instance, a 90 day goal and how you break that down so that you can accomplish that goal, reach that goal? Absolutely. Your 90 day goal should be something with a number. So it should be something where you're telling yourself, maybe you want to make a certain amount of money by then. Maybe it's you want to have a certain amount of clients by then. It needs to be a number so you can know when you reached it. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say one of your goals is to bring in, to start generating $5,000 a month. I know that's kind of like the average number that a lot of entrepreneurs have. So if you want to start generating $5,000 a month, you kind of need to know what you're selling. So break that down into what income streams are you utilizing? Like what your prices are, what you're going to be selling. So you know, 90, 000, in 90 days, you want to be bringing in $5,000 a month. And let's say your income streams is one-on-one coaching, you have digital products, and maybe some type of membership. So you'll break that down into how many clients do you need to get to that 5000 a month? How many digital products do you need to sell and what price those digital products are? But then also breaking that down into you need to create those things. You need to create what you're selling in your one-on-one coaching. You need to create the digital products you're selling. So you have to really backtrack it. This is my goal. And I know I need to sell these products. I need to make these products and break that down into, okay, if it's a digital product, you need to outline it. You need to figure out how much you're going to price it at. You actually need to record it. If it's some type of maybe a, a video training or something, and you kind of really backtrack it to see what do I need to get it done? What do I need to do to get this task done? And I like to break it down into two week sprints. So I know that was kind of a lot. So, cause I kind of use some numbers. So basically with a 90 day goal, whatever that is for you, figure out what it is, add a number. Do you want to have a thousand followers in the next 90 days? Do you want to make $5,000 in the next 90 days? Do you want to have 10 new clients in the next 90 days? Whatever that is, break that down into the steps you need to take to set yourself up to be in that position 90 days from now. And if you think about it, just backtrack it. If this is something, if you're breaking it down, this is something I need to get done. What's the prerequisite? That would be the word I would use. What's the prerequisite? What is something that needs to get done first before I can get this done? And keep doing it till you're at the very beginning, that first step. And then that's what you assign your task as for two weeks. And then if you finish it before the next two weeks, break, like go into the next thing. What's the next thing you need to do to hit that goal? And I actually recommend not having more than three goals in a 90 day period because it can tend to get overwhelming. I know that was a lot. (laughs) No, that was wonderful because I think people who are brand new to business and even people who have been at it for a while and maybe haven't really thought about how to reach a goal need a breakdown. 
it's helpful for me. I've heard this kind of breakdown before and I'm in it right now in another program, but it's also something I need to hear because once you start implementing what you're describing, you really can accomplish more. And one of the things that interests me about you is that you do have this focus, that you've created this focus for yourself while you have the two children, you know, the, you know, a husband who's got full-time job and other aspirations too. And you have some serious goals you want to meet. So when you're creating like your two week sprint, you were saying previously that you plan your week on Sunday evenings. How does this kind of blend in when you're planning your week and combining that with a two week sprint? How do you do that? The way that I do it, and as you were just talking, I actually came up with the perfect terms to help your audience. And so when you're thinking of your project, when you're thinking of your goal, break those down into the projects that you need to complete and then break those down into what tasks you need to complete to hit that goal. So what I do is because I know what my goal is, where I want my business to be in the next 90 days, I break those down into those projects. But I know I need to complete these tasks to hit that goal. So when I, on Sunday evenings, when I'm trying to figure out what I what do I have to do, I break it down into kind of what I like to call theme days. So for me, I'm gonna give you an example. Mine is Monday is marketing. I know in order for me to sell anything, people need to know about my business. So I actually market in Facebook groups on Monday. I make sure people know me. I'm getting there, ask, answering questions, asking questions. I'm kind of interacting with people. I'm also trying to get on podcasts. I am trying to do interviews. That's Monday for me. Tuesday is my day where I'm trying to get sales. I'm trying to close out the people that I previously talked to the week prior to um, work with me. I'm trying to make sure I keep those, what we call leads warm, those potential clients warm. And I do that on Tuesdays. My Wednesday is kind of where I do content creation. I believe everyone should have one day in their business. They don't do, if you're a service-based business owner, you should have one day where you don't do anything for anybody else but your business because we tend to give our all to our clients that we tend to not do anything for ourselves. And if you're not creating new products, if you're not creating new services or even refining what you have, you can't move forward because you kind of find yourself behind. You didn't get that blog post written. You didn't get your own social media content created. So my Wednesdays is off limits. I don't take any calls. I don't do anything for anybody else. It's just for me. And then my Fridays is a day where I either go grocery shopping. That's the only day I schedule doctor's appointments. And that's kind of more of a family day. I also do finances. So where my tasks or what I need to get done in my business fit in, whenever I'm scheduling things, I know what day it falls on. What kind of task is this? Is this a Monday marketing something? Is this a Tuesday sales something? And I break it down into that way. That way, as I am doing my business, if I have two hours here, an hour here, I can get that task complete, that'll get me that project completed, that'll help me hit my goal. One question I have for you is, because it sounds like you have your business relegated to five days. What do you do on Saturdays and Sundays? Does, do you get spillover? How, do you completely block them off? What do you do with your weekends? Sunday is absolutely completely blocked off. Sunday is for my family and church and me to rejuvenate and read a book and catch up on Netflix. <laughs> so Sunday is for me. As far as Saturday, it is sometimes considered spillover. However, I also believe if you got everything done during your week that you needed to get done, give yourself a break. Go do something on Saturday. 
I know that it's kind of idolized that you should hustle in your business. I do not believe in the hustle. I feel that eventually you get burnout. So I, on Saturdays, if I have something to complete, that's where the spillover happens. If I didn't finish following up with people, if I didn't finish doing any kind of calls I needed to do, all of that get pushed to Saturday morning. But then Saturday evening is off limits. Like I actually don't do anything. I may, if I want, I have fun creating social media content for myself. So that's something I kind of do for fun, but it's not something that I really schedule anything like set in time. It's just my spillover. And if something is on my list that I didn't complete, get it done or spend time with myself and my kids. I'm glad you bring that up because we are in a culture. And especially if you follow some of the people who are like, work until your eyeballs bleed. (laughs) I mean, and you know, you've got to, you know, hustle until it hurts. It's just, that is where the health problems start coming in. And that's where your mental health starts to deteriorate, in my opinion, because we're not making that time for ourselves. We're not making that time to connect with the people that we care about most. I struggle with this because I love working. I love connecting with people online, doing these podcasts, doing my own business. I enjoy doing all of that. And I also know that I need to spend time with my friends. I love spending time with my friends and my mom. I don't always prioritize it. I've been better at prioritizing doing things like yoga and eating better. Although I still have my off days. Yesterday I had chocolate cake. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like I'm really good in one area for a while. And then I've got to shift and get into another area for a while and, and improve that area. And there was a book. I don't know if you've read it. Did you ever read Shonda Rhimes' Year of Yes? I keep hearing about it. It's on my reading list. Oh my gosh. It was great. Amy Porterfield actually did an episode on it and how it influenced her. But when I read it, what really resonated with me and what might resonate with you is that, you know, you can't be great in every area of your life. Like when you are killing it in one area of your life, you might be missing out on your kids, you know, class play or (laughs) something like that. And there's this myth that we have to balance everything. But in reality, we're making a choice. And absolutely. What's your experience with that? I actually came to the terms with that. I want to say last year. And the way that I kind of phrase it is when there's a juggling act. And that's why I named my personal business Finding Her Rhythm, because I don't believe in a balance. I feel like that sucks because you're constantly trying to find something to balance. And it doesn't happen. And you feel like you're failing. You feel like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I feel like if you're trying to do something and you have all of these things going on that require your attention, when you choose to focus on one thing, you're consciously choosing to ignore the other thing for a moment, not completely, but just for a moment. So I struggle with this. And it's actually where Monetized Mama was really also born, as well as me wanting to help my mom, was I was... Six months pregnant, carrying a, what, eight-month baby out trying to prospect and find clients in the California heat. And I live where it's 100 degrees in the summer. So, and I was like, there has to be a better way. But in my mind at that time, I thought that I had to do this to get where I needed to be. 
I thought that I needed to hustle and do all this to accomplish my goals. I was waking up early, going to bed late, still breastfeeding because I actually breastfed both kids after my second was born for like six months. So I was doing all of this and not getting much sleep. And I was like, there has to be a better way. And I truly, truly believe that there is. You just have to give yourself grace and know that it's okay to focus on one thing at that moment. Today, I took the day off. This is actually the only thing I did for business all day. Mm -hmm. I went to a picnic with my husband. Why? Because I wanted to put him first today because he's putting us first every day. We're doing so much that he's doing that I needed to put my business to the side and I'm going to make it up on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) I truly believe that you have to kind of give and take a little bit and you'll kind of find that rhythm that you're looking for. Do you have any other tips for moms who are starting out running a business? Anything that you would recommend to them? Yes. I have two things, actually. The first one is you are not a charity. <laughs> I struggled this with this when I first started my business. I was so desperate to wanting to, to find a client that I was kind of lowballing myself or even giving my services off for free. And I was spending so much time working with these free or low price clients that it was taking up too much of my time and I wasn't able to give my full or to even open my calendar to be able to go and find clients that actually could pay me my worth. So I just want to say you're not a charity. You do not have to discount your services, even though you're just starting out because your skills, your hobbies, your talents, experience, it's worth it. You have all of that goodness inside of you and people are paying for the research, the, the time that you're saving them in research. They're paying for your strategies, your proprietary. I always struggle with that word. <laughs> your proprietary knowledge and your skills and the way you do things. That's what they're paying for. Don't discount it because when you discount it, they're not going to appreciate it as much. And then the second thing is basically... I want you to know that when you're starting your business, you don't have to stay in a research phase. I got stuck there and it's a horrible place to be stuck. And that's where we feel like we need to know everything before we take that first step. And what I want you to ask yourself before you invest in a lot of courses, products, trainings, or anything like that, think about, are you learning this or are you buying this right now so that you can learn something just for the heck of learning it, you're like, yes, you may need to know that, but this is the difference I want you to think about. And I, I don't remember where I heard this term, but it's learn just in time instead of just in case. When we spend time investing in things because we think we may need it in the future, your business may change. My business like pivot almost on a quarterly basis and there's power in that pivot. But if you invest in a course or a training, before you actually need it, your business may pivot and you may not need it and you waste the time, money, and energy. Mm. Compared to if you invest in stuff just in time, and that's the power of knowing what your goals are for the next 90 days because you know what you're focusing on. If you know that you're not starting a podcast, don't buy a podcast course in, in the next three months because that's not what you're focusing on. Yes, that may be the last price that they may serve sell it for, but this is as low as it will ever be, but you might not need it six months from now. So this is how you will save yourself that time and energy and, and investments that you're going to be putting in this business. So you can actually start focusing on what you need to get the results you want. That's excellent advice. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Kristen. Time flies. <laughs> can you tell us where we can find you online? 
Sure. You can find me at my, my website is monetizedmama.com. And my Instagram and Facebook handles are the same, just Monetize Mama. And I'm going to link to all of that in the show notes too. Thank you. Wow, Kristen, that was, I'm just totally impressed by you. I'm blown away at the fact that you are 24, you're kicking butt, and you <laughs> are focused. I can, I can tell the military come out a little bit when you're talking because you do have that drive. I can tell that there's a very all business side of you. Yes. But you know, you're just a sweetie pie. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Do you have anything else that you want to share with us or share with listeners? I would just say believe in you. Know that you're worth it. Know that your dreams are possible and that someone out there is waiting on you to answer your call so that they can answer theirs. They're waiting on your knowledge, your skills, your talents, whatever it is you're selling them. They're waiting on that and they have no clue. They have no clue that that's what they're waiting on. That's what's holding them up. So get started right now, today. You heard her. Go get started. Go do it. (laughs) Thanks so much, Kristen. Thank you. Wasn't Kristen inspiring? Okay. Let's do a quick recap of some of what we learned from her. First, you must have a goal. As she said, in order for you to receive what you want, you need to know the destination. Second, she shared how she keeps all her balls in the air. She gives herself grace, plans out her week Sunday evenings, creates big goals, but breaks them down into 90-day goals so she knows what she has to do to get where she wants to go. This keeps it smaller and manageable. She uses theme days, so she knows where her focus is daily to move her business forward. She does not tell herself what time she's going to do something on those theme days because anything can happen during the day with her kids. And she saves Saturday night and all of Sunday for self-care, family, and faith. Third, you have to show up and be committed to your goals. I highly suggest you go to the show notes and watch Kristen's Facebook Live where she shows up despite her kids being all over her and she delivers value at the same time. Go to dinacataldo.com forward slash episode nine to get all the links to what we talked about in this episode, including that video. I also want to encourage you to join the Soul Roadmap Facebook group. It's a growing community of people who want to improve themselves and I go in live in the group every Saturday morning to answer your questions and talk more in depth about the podcast. I'll place a link for that in the show notes too. Just go to dinacataldo.com forward slash episode nine. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Soul Roadmap. If you have a moment, I'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe, rate, and left an honest review on iTunes. I read every single review, so let me know what you want to hear more or less of, and I'll talk to you next week.